98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. Four men are arrested on suspicion of laundering more than 400 million US uh, Hong Kong dollars. The Ombudsman calls on the Transport Department to change the law to hold vehicle owners responsible for the proper disposal of their unwanted vehicles. And service of the newly refurbished peak tram is suspended due to a signalling failure. Customs officers say they've arrested four men, including the alleged mastermind of a syndicate suspected of laundering more than $400 million. Officers say the 36-year-old suspect recruited three 21-year-old men to open 64 personal accounts at various local banks involving over 9,000 suspicious transactions. The Ombudsman Winnie Chu has called on the Transport Department to promptly amend the law to hold vehicle owners responsible for the proper disposal of their unwanted vehicles. Announcing the results of direct investigation, Ms Chu said more than 1,600 abandoned vehicles have been removed since 2021, but the government has yet to address the crux of the problem. She noted that the Transport Department has put forward proposals for legislative amendments, saying it's the right way to tackle the issue. In terms of the legislative amendment, we hope that the Transport Department will work on its contents so that the vehicle owners will be criminally liable if they do not dispose of the registered vehicles in a proper manner. And also there is a deterrent effect in terms of a fine or the recovery of cost if the removal is conducted by the government. The Ombudsman has also urged government departments to step up the monitoring of unlicensed ferry services to the outlying islands and remote local spots to ensure public safety. Ms Chu said their probe found illegal Kaito services were prevalent but patrols conducted by the Marine Department, or MD, were ineffective in deterring the culprits. Between 2017 and 2020, MD's special patrols targeting illegal carriage of passengers and decoy operations to collect evidence were infrequent. It was not until we announced the launch of this direct investigation in July 2021 that MD significantly increased its patrol and decoy operations. To enhance the effectiveness of its regulatory work, MD should conduct more frequent patrols and decoy operations. It should also consolidate experience gained and drop guidelines for patrol officers on the inspection of vessels suspected of illegal carriage of passengers associated with Kaito service. The Transport Department says the peak tram service has been suspended temporarily due to a track signalling failure. The peak tram reopened on Saturday after an expensive revamp. The EU has agreed to suspend a visa travel deal with Moscow to try to curb the number of Russians entering the bloc for holidays and shopping. The move stops short of a full ban on tourist visas demanded by Ukraine and some Central and Eastern European countries. The EU's foreign policy chief is Josep Borrell. He said the suspension sent an important signal to Russia. We have seen many Russians travelling for laser and shopping as if no war was raging in Ukraine. Member states considered that uh, we are not business as usual. It cannot be business as usual. Lithuania's Foreign Minister Gabrielius Landsbergis said Russian nationals should not be allowed to enter the bloc while their country was engaged in a war in Europe. In my country, uh, Russia is considered by the parliament a country that supports terrorism. 
So clearly we have an issues of, of Russians uh, traveling to or through uh, my country and our neighbors' countries. You know, and it's an it's, uh, issue that has to be taken very seriously. Russian media say the funeral of the Soviet Union's last leader, Mikhail Gorbachev, will take place on Saturday. He died on Tuesday at the age of 91. Russian news agencies say the ceremony will be held at Moscow's Hall of Columns and will be open to the public. The German Chancellor, Olaf Scholz, said Mr Gorbachev had changed the course of history for the whole of Europe. We know that he's died at a time when not only has democracy in Russia failed, but also Russia and the Russian President Putin are digging new trenches in Europe and have started a terrible war against the neighbouring country, Ukraine. And that is precisely why we remember Mikhail Gorbachev and know what significance he had for the development of Europe and also of our country in recent years. Life expectancy in the United States has experienced its sharpest fall in nearly a century, driven largely by the COVID-19 pandemic. The average American is now expected to live just over 76 years, compared to 79 three years ago. The fall is particularly pronounced among Native Americans and Alaska Natives. Noreen Goldman is a professor of demography and public affairs at the Princeton School of Public and International Affairs in New Jersey. It speaks to what happened during COVID, but it also speaks to what happened during several decades prior to COVID. The Native American population has faced huge discrimination, huge lack of funding for its Indian health service. It's had much higher rates of chronic disease than all of the other major racial and ethnic groups in the U.S. It's had higher rates of poverty. It's had poor standard housing. That's a lot of risk factors that put the population at very high risk during a pandemic. Representatives of the group of 20 major economies have ended a day of climate talks in Bali without agreement on a joint communique as divisions emerged over language on climate targets and the war in Ukraine. The Indonesian environment minister had begun the meeting by urging countries not to push the planet to a point where no future would be sustainable. But anonymous diplomatic sources have said some countries objected to previously agreed language on efforts to limit global temperature rises to 1.5 degrees Celsius. Sarah Palin, who shot to fame as the Republican vice presidential candidate in the 2008 US election, has failed to make a political comeback, despite having the backing of the former president, Donald Trump. Ms Palin was defeated by her Democrat opponent, Mary Peltola. Here's the BBC's Peter Bowes. Sarah Palin became a household name when she was chosen by the late John McCain as his running mate in the 2008 election against Barack Obama. It was an unsuccessful campaign, but the former governor is widely seen as paving the way for Donald Trump successfully to take the White House eight years later. The now former president endorsed Miss Palin to fill Alaska's vacant seat in the U.S. House of Representatives. But she lost to Mary Peltola, who's the first Democrat from the state to be elected to Congress since 2008. The German government says it's reached a compensation deal with the relatives of Israelis killed in the attack in the 1972 Munich Olympics. The families had threatened to boycott a ceremony on Monday to mark 50 years since the massacre, describing the amount of money they'd been offered so far as an insult. The Palestinian militant group Black September murdered 11 Israeli athletes at the Games. Japan says it will develop and mass-produce a cruise missile and a high-velocity ballistic missile, part of a military expansion aimed at meeting threats from countries like North Korea and Russia. 
The plans also involve the development of hypersonic warheads, among other military hardware. This represents a clear departure from limits Japan has observed for decades on its military capability and weapons development. The Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi is expected to unfurl a newly designed flag for the Indian Navy, replacing one which prominently features the national flag of England. The move is timed to coincide with the commissioning of India's first domestically built aircraft carrier. Here's the BBC's Sanjay Desgupta. The past was a different country. When India formally became a republic in 1950, the Royal in British India's Royal Indian Navy was dropped. Also replaced was the Union Jack in the naval ensign, but somehow the cross of St. George survived. Now it will be replaced with a new design that has not yet been revealed. India is not the first country to grapple with the legacies of colonialism, nor will it be the last. While symbols matter, it is the two words in Sanskrit that have been part of the naval flag since 2014 that may turn out to be more important. The truth alone wins. The U.S. Justice Department will return to Peru more than 680,000 U.S. dollars seized from the former president Alejandro Toledo. He was arrested three years ago in California and charged with corruption. The BBC's Leonardo Rocha reports. Prosecutors in the United States say that Mr. Toledo received $20 million in bribes from the Brazilian construction giant Odebrecht in exchange for government contracts. They allege that part of the money was paid into the bank accounts of his accomplices in the U.S. and used to buy property in the state of Maryland. The former left-wing leader who left office in 2006 says the corruption allegations are politically motivated. Mr. Toledo is under house arrest awaiting extradition to Peru. A final decision is in the hands of the U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken. The last surviving member of the 60s U.S. pop group The Monkees is suing the FBI to try to force it to release all the information it gathered on him and his bandmates. Mickey Dolenz wants to see the full version of a file written by an informant who is said to have detected subliminal anti-American messages at one of their concerts. To finance news a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 19,607. That's 346 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $60 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 139.46 yen, the euro is standing at 1 US dollar, and the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 8 cents. To sports and at the US Open tennis, Serena Williams has dramatically extended her iconic career with a never-say-die three-set victory over world number two Annette Contevate. The 40-year-old 23-time Grand Slam title winner triumphs 7-6-2-6-6-2 in front of a raucous partisan Arthur Ashe Stadium court crowd to reach the third round of a tournament she's won six times. Earlier, Tunisia's Anjabur made it into the third round, as did Madison Keys and Coco Goff. Britain's Andy Murray, a two-time men's champion at Flushing Meadows, also reached the third round. He'll face the Italian Matteo Berrettini. To cricket and a humbling debut for Hong Kong at the Asia Cup taking place in the UAE. The SAR's men's team lost their opening match to powerhouse India by 40 runs. 
Surya Kumar Yadav smashed six sixes for India. He shared an unbeaten stand of 98 with Virat Kohli, who made 59 not out. India posted 192 for two, batting first in Dubai. Hong Kong were limited to 152 for five in reply. Baba Hayat top scored for the SAR with 41. India's second win puts them through to the Super Four. Afghanistan also progressed. Hong Kong faced Pakistan tomorrow. In football, Arsenal have maintained their perfect record in the English Premier League. They've made it five wins from five after beating Aston Villa 2-1 at the Emirates. Gabriel Martinelli got the winning goal in the second half, three minutes after Douglas Luiz had equalised for the visitors. Arsenal boss Mikel Arteta says he likes the chemistry shown by his attacking front line. It's about uh, cohesion, understanding and chemistry between them. Uh, they are the ones we have to play and at the moment uh, you can see the way they look for each other, the way they link, the threat uh, that they are constantly trying to provoke in the opponents and uh, we need to continue. Erling Haaland scored his second hat-trick in as many games as Manchester City crushed Nottingham Forest 6-0 at the Etihad. Julian Alvarez added two goals on his debut. City boss Pep Guardiola was full of praise for his two strikers. This is natural. It's difficult to buy or to teach. You have to buy paying, of course, but it's difficult to teach this kind of sense of goal. So the two goals from Julian are amazing and Erling again, so two hat-tricks in a row. And uh, his mentality is, is contagious for, for our team. And, yeah, very pleased for everything. At Anfield, Liverpool left it really, really late against Newcastle. Fabio Carvalho scored in the eighth minute of added time to give the hosts a 2-1 win. Here's the Liverpool boss, Jurgen Klopp. It was a really tough one. It was um, difficult because Newcastle did a few things really well, how they put us under pressure, the setup they had. They had to invest a lot to, to close us down. could see that I think in the last 20, 30 minutes they were really struggling. We scored our goal and then obviously to the last sec put it to bed. So it was absolutely outstanding moment. Elsewhere in the Premier League, Spurs and West Ham played to a one-all draw. Bournemouth and Wolves ended goalless. And in transfer news, Chelsea have confirmed the signing of Leicester defender Wesley Fofana for about 80 million US dollars. Juventus are up to fourth in Italy's Serie A. They defeated Spezia 2-1. Serbian striker Dusan Vlaovic scored from a free kick for the second game in a row. Juve leapfrogged Napoli, who were fifth after they were held one all by Lecce. And finally in sports, Oscar Pistorius is going to court again to try to force South African authorities to hold him a parole hearing. The former Paralympic gold medalist is serving a 13-year sentence for shooting dead his girlfriend, Riva Steenkamp, in 2013, claiming he mistook her for a burglar. He's seeking an early release over a dispute about when his sentence started. To the weather forecast, it'll be mainly cloudy, very hot, with some sunny periods and a few showers and thunderstorms later on. Winds will be light to moderate northerlies. The outlook, fine, very hot and dry in the next few days. Currently at the observatory, the temperature is 31 degrees Celsius, the relative humidity at 70%, and please be advised, the very hot weather warning is currently in force. That's the new sports and weather from RTHK. Which way the river bends, but I'll follow. It's 
to the bitter end across that ocean, bent and broken just to find you, my friend. Sometimes all the wheels can just fall right off. The price is too high to afford the cost. But there's no need to feel like all is lost. I'll take you home, right through the storm to your front door. You're not alone. You'll never have to fear, 'cause I will always be right here with you. Good afternoon and welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday afternoon. Thursday, the first of September is today's date. Many children are going to school today. It was very busy out on the streets, and we've got a busy program for you this afternoon as well. Many thanks once again to Phil for the morning brew, and also cheers to the newsroom. On today's One Two Three Show, we'll be talking to Jason Kwan, who is a dark pop singer-songwriter, and we'll be talking about his latest single, Ritual. 
Jason is now based in East London, but he was born and raised in Hong Kong. So we'll be talking about how his identity has influenced uh, his music and as well as he's uh, done his first debut at the Glastonbury Festival just uh, this summer. And I hope you can join us live on Facebook uh, in about 10 minutes or so at half past one on Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3 is the Facebook page. And after the two o'clock news, Sadia joins us for this week's Chinwag. Sadia Osmani talks about uh, anxiety and control in our lives, a very, very relevant topic.